Tashide Leg and welcome to Tibet this week where we bring you weekly news on Tibet, His Holiness the Dalai Lama and Central Tibetan Administration. These are the top headlines from this week. U.S. House Foreign Affairs Committee approves Tibet bill. Central Tibetan Administration welcomes the move. Sikyong Pempo Sering concludes North America with it begins Tibet advocacy in Europe. Leading experts gather to discuss Tibet's water imbalance. International Religious Freedom Conference spotlights influence of Tibetan Buddhism. Office of Tibet Taiwan pays courtesy call on Kirti Rinpoche participates in human rights event in Taipei. Bharat Tibet Sayok Manch organizes 12th Tawang Tirth Yatra. On Wednesday this week, the Central Tibetan Administration welcomed the U.S. House Foreign Affairs Committee's approval of the bill promoting a resolution to the Tibet-China Dispute Act known as the Resolved Tibet Act. Sikyong have said this bill will allow United States to address its consistent calls for dialogue with more force and urgency while giving voice to Tibetans in their own country. Sikyong also said this will not only help the cause of Tibetans, but also champion democracy, dialogue and the cause of peace around the world. He also said he is confident that this bill will advance through both houses of Congress and onto the president's desk. So thank you very much for the joint effort of everybody, uh, including the Department of Information and International Relations of the Central Tibetan Administration. We have been pushing for this bill in the last one year. And right now, uh, through our concerted effort and joint effort of everybody involved, uh, we have reached this first step of uh, moving this bill to turn into an act. And I would like to thank again everyone who has been involved in this. And we look forward to this being approved in the Senate as soon as possible. Thank you so very much. Sikyong Pembasring, along with the leadership of the International Campaign for Tibet, visited Washington, D.C. last month in an effort to move forward the Resolved Tibet Act. The U.S. House Foreign Affairs Committee voted unanimously at the markup hearing to approve the bipartisan Tibet bill. The House Foreign Affairs Committee approved bill is an amended House version of the legislation introduced last year by Representatives Jim McGovern and Michael McCall alongside Senators Jeff Merkley and Todd Young. The bill is a reiteration of the U.S. official policy of supporting direct negotiation between the People's Republic of China and His Holiness the Dalai Lama's representatives or with democratically elected leaders of Tibetan people without preconditions in order to resolve the Tibet-China conflict. The bill dismisses the People's Republic of China's claim of Tibet being a part of China since ancient times as historically inaccurate and it empowers the State Department to actively counter China's disinformation about Tibet's history, culture and institutions including the institution of His Holiness the Dalai Lama. After concluding his engagements in Canada, Sikyong Pembatsering arrived in Minneapolis, St. Paul International Airport in Minnesota on 24 November where he was received by the board members of the Tibetan American Foundation of Minnesota NGOs and representatives of religious organizations. 
Later in the evening, the democratically elected leader was welcomed at the Tibetan American Foundation of Minnesota's Community Hall by its president, Kunga Nima, followed by Representative Dr. Namge Chudup, who apprised the gathering on the undertakings of the Office of Tibet and Sikyong's visitation program. Thereafter, Sikyong addressed the Tibetans on the 16 Kashak's undertakings in the last two and a half years of his term, his plans for the future, the status of the Tibetan cause at the international stage, the situation in China and Central Tibetan Administration's policy and strategy. On 25th November, Sikyong conducted an assessment tour of the Tibetan Cultural School during which he addressed the school staff and students. He commended the teachers for rendering their voluntary service and especially alumni who are volunteering at the school. Sigong then visited Minnesota-based Gyude Wheel of Tharma Monastery where he addressed the Tibetan youth on the need to have a better understanding of the historical status of Tibet, Tibet's geopolitical significance and current status including the Central Tibetan Administration's policy and strategy. Afterwards, he answered the questions raised by the youth. In the evening, Sikyong attended a gala dinner arranged by the TAFM in his honor, where he briefed the gathering on his latest engagements in Canada and the U.S. during Hito's visits. Sikyong lauded the board members of the Tibetan American Foundation of Minnesota, staff of Tibetan Cultural School, and VTAG members for fulfilling their responsibilities faithfully. Sikyong Pimpasering was accompanied by Representative Toto Namge Chudup during his engagements in Ottawa and Minnesota. On Monday this week, after his successive maiden official visit to Canada and America, Sikyong arrived at Barcelona with a rousing reception where he was accorded with a warm welcome by Venerable Tupte Wangchen, Tibetan MP from Europe and Representative Rinzi Chudun Gekang. On the same day later in the evening, Sikyong Pembatsiri met and interacted with the Tibetan residents of the region. Sigyong addressed the Tibetan community about his recent engagements with MPs and members of the Canadian Parliamentary Friends of Tibet. He further briefed them about his maiden official visit to South America during the month of October in Mexico, Colombia and Costa Rica, the trip which he noted helped in building support, strengthening and advancing the Tibetan cause. Sigyong also briefed about his engagements in Washington, D.C., where members of Congress reintroduced a bipartisan bill on Tibet that helps in promoting a resolution to the Tibet-China Conflict Act. Sigyong met with reporters from La Vanguardia and answered a series of questions. On Tuesday this week, he then left for Australia's capital, Vienna, in the afternoon. On Monday this week, the two-day Fourth Tibet Environment Conference, jointly organized by the Tibet Policy Institute and Chulalongkorn University, was held in Bangkok, Thailand, under the theme Tibet, the Water Tower of Asia, towards a global common good. The inaugural session was presided over by Dr. Tsawa Gebo Arya, representative of Office of Tibet in Japan, as the chief guest, and Dr. Sayamol Chirun Ratana, Vice President of Social Research Institute at Chulalongkorn University and was participated by Asia and Southeast Asia's leading experts on environment, environmental scientists, activists and researchers. This conference is convened prior to 2023 COP28 to generate more awareness and to foreground Tibet's ecology and water in the global climate conversations. The conference explored the challenges and complexities facing the downstream communities due to the unprecedented constructions of dams and water diversions. 
Seven distinguished speakers from different Southeast Asian countries spoke at three different panels organized by Tibet Policy Institute and co-hosted by Social Research Institute, Chulalongkorn University. I think that uh, having such conferences helps to put the spotlight on um, the Tibet issue because it's very important for Tibetans and those who live in Asia to highlight the impact of what's happening in Tibet on water resources, on the environment, on climate. And I think this kind of a conference does serve that purpose of um, underscoring how the environmental degradation in Tibet is affecting all of us wherever we live in Asia. In fact, this environmental degradation not only is contributing to global warming, it's also affecting weather and climatic patterns even in the Northern Hemisphere. So whether you live in Asia or in Europe or North America, Tibet affects you. Um, of course, it's very important because Tibet is the, you know, power house of water, if I can say so, and with climate change the challenges are definitely increasing, both in terms of quantity and quality. And uh, so again, thinking of this forum where we are, I think one of the most important discussion that we are having is also how can country together adapt to these changes that climate is bringing with so much of um, uncertainty. My name is Seju Doma. Um, Thailand is one of the biggest beneficiaries of the water from Tibet and oftentimes it's because of fear from the Chinese government that a lot of these countries do not interact with Tibet. So having this incredible opportunity here at the Chula Lungkor University, the, one of the foremost universities in Thailand, and being able to be in a room filled with researchers, experts, policy makers, professors from uh, Pakistan, Nepal, India, Bangladesh, Thailand, um, Laos, it's, it's an incredible opportunity and for Tibet and for us to amplify and elevate the Tibetan issue, uh, specifically the environmental issue and the human rights issue and bring that to a more global stage and create more collaborations and more solidarity with downstream nations in Southeast Asia. Well, I mean, you know, river problems are always a perennial problem wherever you are, yeah? Of course, to some degree. Some are more, some are less. And yeah, we do have problems of management. Uh, uh, if you're talking about flow, sometimes we have floods, sometimes we have drought, right? And how to plan for that is very important. Uh, we tried our best. I think our government authorities have been trying our best to, to address those issues. Uh, but of course, there's still room for improvement, yeah? Otherwise, we won't be talking about this issue today. Right? Because the problem is not solved or far from it. But we hope with cooperation, like in this kind of forum, uh, learning from other countries, other countries learning from us and helping us, that will help and foster more cooperation and common understanding. The first Tibet Environment Conference in 2015, the second in 2019, and the third Environmental Conference held virtually in 2021. On Tuesday this week, Tibet TV pre-recorded an extended interview with the Tibet Policy Institute Environment Research Fellow Deje Pamo and Dr. Tezit Tsiring, a postdoc from University of East Finland, who talked to us about the conference. Watch the full interview in conversation with Tibet TV, premiering tomorrow at 7 a.m. on our channel. 
On Tuesday this week, the Alutul Kutumbuche, the representative of His Holiness the Dalai Lama to Mongolia, Russia and the Commonwealth of Independent States delivered remarks at the 5th International Religious Freedom or Belief Alliance Ministerial Conference at Prague, Czech Republic. The topic of the conference this year was freedom of religion or belief under authoritarian regimes. Telutul Gurumbuchi spoke in the first session on misuse of religion for political purposes and building resilience. Where he spoke on the influence of Tibetan Buddhism in Asia and China's repressive policies against the Tibetan Buddhist community in Tibet. The United Nations Human Rights Council's Universal Periodic Review of, on, of China in January 2024 is a good opportunity to speak up and share your concerns. The conference was attended by several important leaders, including Jan Lepowski, Minister of Foreign Affairs of the Czech Republic, Fiona Bruce, the British Prime Minister's Special Envoy for Freedom of Religion or Belief, and the Chair of the International Religious Freedom or Belief Alliance, as well as Member of the British Parliament, and Nazila Ghania, UN Special Rapporteur on Freedom of Religion or Belief. The International Religious Freedom or Belief Alliance is a network of like-minded countries fully committed to advancing freedom of religion or belief around the world. The initiative was launched in 2018 by the U.S. and currently consists of 37 countries as its alliance. On Wednesday this week, Representative Telutul Kurumbuche participated in the site event organized by the International Campaign for Tibet in collaboration with Czech Support Tibet on the theme of discussion on a path forward in Asia and the world. The U.S. Special Coordinator for Tibetan Issues, Azra Zia, and Special Envoy for Freedom of Religion and Belief of the Kingdom of the Netherlands, Piaten Trusher, also joined the discussion. Representative Kesan Genze Bawa and staff from the Office of Tibet, Tibet Religious Foundation in Taipei paid a courtesy call on Kyapche Kitirimbuche, the chief abbot of Kiti Monastery, following his arrival in Taiwan to pay obeisance on 25th November. In a brief 30-minute meeting with the former Kalun of Department of Religion and Culture of Central Tibetan Administration, Representative Kesan Genzebawa updated the former about the undertakings of the office and was commended by the visiting Lama. He further invited Kidurumbuche to the upcoming Thanksgiving dinner event on 10 December as chief guest to celebrate the conferment of Nobel Peace Prize on His Holiness the 14th Dalai Lama. The day coincides 25th founding anniversary of the Office of Tibet, Taiwan and International Human Rights Day. Later on the same day, the Office of Tibet partook in human rights street fair organized by Taiwan's National Human Rights Commission to advocate the Tibetan freedom struggle and create awareness among spectators on Tibet. Books about Tibetan history and traditions published by Kangzhong Publication, the office affiliated, were exhibited during the expo. The Tuvel Tawang Tirth Yatra 2023 was convened on 24th November, organized by Assam Prant and Parat Tipat Sayok Manch at PWT Convention Hall at Dispur. The Yatra was flagged off from Guwahati, Assam on 25th November under the blessing and guidance of Mania Sri Indresh Kumar, senior RSS Pracharak and patron of Parat Tipat Sayok Manch. 
The week-long 12th Tawang Tid Yatra saw the participation of around 250 people who arrived from different states of country, starts from Guwahati, Assam, and road to Belimu, popularly known as Teen Ali, as three geographical boundaries of Assam, Arunachal Pradesh, and neighboring country Bhutan, via Mongolia and Rauta. That is all the news for this week's edition of Tibet This Week. Thank you for watching Tibet TV.